goodness gracious scorekeepers it is time for another episode of your favorite podcast the score welcome to it oh my goodness gracious y'all i'm tired <laughs> it's been a long week but i am re-energized because i get to be in a space with the two of you but who are we um we are you know who we are um i am rocky jones i'm the edi director at minnesota opera i'm here with my two amazing co-hosts um the lovely and talented Paige reynolds yawo inawale how are you doing today my good friend you know i'm all right i'm out here uh scratch and surviving you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said you were up till four in the morning last night exactly keeping what? my head up the wall. <laughs> why were you up so late i hope you were doing something fun I was doing something, I mean, kind of fun, but like mostly really meaningful. I'm, <laughs> me and my <laughs> uh, partner are uh, working on launching the Birth Revolution doula training. Yay! Ooh. Yay! Yes. But it is the inaugural co- cohort, and we are still finishing the curriculum, writing it, downloading all the information that's in our brains, and trying to put it into complete English sentences that other people will understand (laughs) (laughs) it's a task yes yes um but that sounds amazing though i can't wait you're gonna help so many people that's gonna be so awesome it is amazing through all the hard work we just keep telling encouraging each other by saying this is going to be so good Mm -hmm. this training is so good look at Mm -hmm. this this is the training we wanted to take this is so awesome Mm -hmm. i know it's hard right now but this is so (laughs) good this is so good so yeah well and we know i there was a little bit of drama earlier this week i don't know if you want to talk about it but we know that all uh you know doula trainings are not necessarily as inclusive as they could be (laughs) so I think what you're doing is so important (laughs) (laughs) thank you I will gladly talk a little bit about that later yeah all right all right well (laughs) as a person who was born I am very very happy to have you on the case to make sure that a more people are born and b more people of color are working to bring those lives into existence amen Ashe. <laughs> and of course that voice the dulcet silky tones <laughs> of the chief education officer at lincoln center lee vinam hello lee hello america how are you oh wait 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 or I should say, Professor Levinum. Oh, yeah. Right? Excuse that, me. That little thing happened to Excuse me, week. Professor. Professor, <laughs> professor Doctor. Doctor. Reverend. <laughs> Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Right, what's next? Reverend Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm super excited about it. Um, for those of you who are not following me on Instagram, everybody underscore loves underscore Lee. First of all, shame on you. And secondly, let me update you. Um, I will be <laughs> teaching at Indiana University in the fall. I am teaching the first 
course on ethics in grant making. And I'm super oh, okay. excited about it, having spent 10 years in philanthropy and making a lot of observations around inequity oh. and like a general lawlessness that comes from working in any industry that isn't regulated. Um, for those of you who don't know, philanthropy as an industry, there, there are no regulations, a couple of, yeah. you know, pieces of the IRS code are, are basically the only things that offer any kind of, you know, guidance or, or guardrails and, and not everybody uses uh, philanthropy in a way that is beneficial, right? It's very possible to, uh, you know, reify very, very negative aspects of American mm -hmm. society. Um, with you know the philanthropic arm and i really appreciate this opportunity to uh push back on that and have people approaching their work through an ethical lens um so yeah i'm really excited about it it's a really really diverse group of students um i came in there and saw that i was not the only black person in the room and as i looked around there were a lot of us both on the faculty and the hey. at students so i was like okay maybe i've made a very good decision yeah <laughs> so, we love to see it mm -hmm. yes we do yeah well, congratulations yeah congratulations thank you that's so important the ethical grant making because i don't know how many times especially my artist friends like mm -hmm. i have a little experience with grant making because it was one of my jobs i don't know how many times i've looked at the grants that they are filling out and had to be like girl it's not you <laughs> this grant is just poorly poorly written and set up mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i'm like it is not you it is not your skills it is truly <laughs> this is just a badly written grant. So shout out to people like you, Lee. Please save Thank us. You. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, y'all are out here doing such big, important things. Well, what I were you am... out here doing? I saw that you were traveling, going places, talking to people. Seeing this things. is true. Rocky serving serving muscles and legs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's what well, Rocky doing. Well, <laughs> Rocky getting ready for Hot Boy Summer. It's a, I'm doing important things in different ways. <laughs> I'm serving the people in different ways. <laughs> no, I, I. I don't know. I was so I was traveling. I was in New Orleans for the Art Equity um, alumni convening um, last week, which was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I'm I'm sure we have talked about Art Equity on this program before, but they are um, a nonprofit that provides um, EDI and activist training um, to art makers um, all over the country. Um, and they do all sorts of facilitator training and um, there's a BIPOC leadership circle where, mm. you know, people of color in the arts get together and talk about what's happening in our industry and the things we can do to lead and to help to shape a brighter tomorrow. Um, there's board trainings, there's all sorts of wonderful things and hopefully we can have 
some folks from Art Equity on the program at some point so they can tell you um, about their wonderful, wonderful program. But I was there. I was surrounded by all sorts of wonderful Blackness and Latine-ness and indigeneity and AAPI-ness. That doesn't sound right. Um, but <laughs> I get the sentiment. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> And and of course, our, our plenty of our, our our white allies in this fight, um, and just talking about the, um, you know, the struggles that we are are facing as EDI practitioners, um, as justice focused warriors, <laughs> um, in this fight. Um, and there was a lot of crying, and there was a lot of hugging, a lot of thinking about in talking about what's happening in this industry, the way that a lot of um, people of color are being, you know, <laughs> what is the word I want to use? Yeah, forced out <laughs> of these mm-hmm. institutions um, for various reasons and being replaced by white folks who do not have a strong racial analysis and want to uphold uphold the status quo. And just sort of the state of access in EDI um, is frustrating, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so it was it was nice to go to a space and not feel crazy and to be able to talk to people who um, are seeing and feeling a lot of the same things that I am seeing and feeling and um, to be able to talk about solutions in a city that is super black and (laughs) (laughs) surrounded by good food and friendly people (laughs) and uh, just beauty and color and to feel the warmth of the sun on my skin. Oh. My God. <laughs> my God, my God. Um, we were able to take, you know, a tour tours around Center City and Treme and you know, go stand in Congo Square and um walk around the Ninth Ward and you know see all of that and meet so many just wonderful, wonderful people. Got into Dookie Chase without a reservation, hey. which I have to say, shout out to Michael Wynn because that Imagine. was all him. <laughs> my, my, my dear friend. Happen. I mean, that. it was incredible because, like, we were because we were like hungry and we were like, well, we're in New Orleans. We want to go to Dookie Chase because mm-hmm. obviously, because we're in New Orleans, legendary. And so I called up and I was like you know I we don't have a reservation is there like a bar maybe we could sit out and they were like mm, I mm, what <laughs> 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 and so I hung up and we were just like well maybe let's just get a new in a in a lift and and just go over there and see what happens and so we get there and there is a sign on the front door that's like don't even try it if you don't have a reservation <laughs> don't please don't don't do it don't open the store don't waste your time don't waste our time except <laughs> you, go somewhere else we don't have it <laughs> <laughs> and so being the Sagittarius that I am I looked at that sign and I said do you think they really mean that though like really <laughs> <laughs> 
And so we go in and like the hostess is standing there and she's looking at us like, these fools, are you really, (laughs) are you really going to try me like this? And Michael just went up and was just like, we read the sign. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I get it. Um, but, you know, we came all the way over here and we just had to try. We just had to see if there was anything that we could do. And she just looked at us and I could, there was something where I just felt very seen in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes, two of you. And I think like in her head, it was just like, these two nice young Black men, they just need some good food. All right, come on in. Come on, baby. Come on. Come I was about to in. say that New Orleans hospitality got the best mm-hmm. of you. It, it really said. did. Mm. She said, mm. all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think because we came in and, um, you know, without a reservation, we got, we were sat in the section with our waitress was in training. I think it was probably her first or second day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Miss Candy. We support Miss Candy. <laughs> <laughs> she came out. She, I did. There were several things we ordered that never came out. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> she brought us the wrong cocktails. We were ready to just drink them. <laughs> and then her supervisor, Miss Keisha, came over and said, These are for table 41. And she was like, Where is table 41? but the food and the drinks that we did get were amazing that fried chicken changed my Mm, life mm, mm. it was i mean i have had good fried chicken but that chicken (laughs) (laughs) i just don't have words and the greens child Go to Dookie Chase. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was feeling so good that I was at the gym and I was just like, why don't I just do a little thirst trap for the people? So <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a good week. It was a good week. <laughs> but yeah, no, New Orleans was incredible. Not a bad meal. I see why you want to work there or live there rather. Yeah. Yeah, see why anyone would just want to be there all the mm-hmm. time, all at the any time. time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wish I could have been there. I know. I, I know you were missed, fam. It's been it's been a minute. Um, but from what you described, uh, what you described is absolutely absolutely what I expect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of depth, a lot of love. Um, mm-hmm. a lot, a of, lot of chance to co- a lot of dancing, a, a lot, lot of Beyonce. chance to commiserate, which mm-hmm. is nice too. A lot of good food. Um, I believe everyone in our equity seems to believe in good food, which yes. I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last day yeah. there was a lot of singing. A brass band came in and oh, we were wow. just right, dancing in the space. And then they sort of a, I don't know, kind of a busted second line, but it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) We went outside in the street (laughs) and we were all just kind of dancing and it was just, it was super fun. I got to go to Bourbon Street and nobody got, you know, murdered or robbed. There were just, you know, some very inebriated 21 year olds having fun. (laughs) 
that's what your 20s god, are for yes god bless them god bless them but i can <laughs> i can say that i was there i was there and and the i did not know that the first gay bar in america was in new orleans and oh. so we went and had a drink there i didn't know that either yeah. cool lafitte in exile huh. is that in that's the one in um on the french quarter yes it's on bourbon street i know exactly what you're talking about yeah mm-hmm. oh wow yeah. <laughs> yeah bourbon street i'm glad you got to go and i don't know how you felt about it but at this point i feel like it's like the Times square of new orleans yes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you probably feel like okay i've been there seen yes. it yeah. done it lived 100%. it loved it and never <laughs> have to go back will not be back. again in my life (laughs) never have to do that again (laughs) but i'm glad i did i'm glad i saw it yay go over to frenchman street with the cool kids next time yeah (laughs) and that is that is what samuel (laughs) said to do and i did not listen to samuel shout out to samuel (laughs) (laughs) but next time next time next time but i mean i mean there's just so much to do i could never get it all done in four days so yeah never yeah well, we have an interesting show today I um, <laughs> because I think for the first time in the score, their story. Um... <laughs> <laughs> nice one, James. <laughs> um, we are. We had a, a a wonderful guest all lined up, and we got a message that they are unfortunately sick and cannot join us. And COVID so- is still here, y'all. I yes, think it's it worth saying. Yes. Yeah. 100%. It's also kind of wild, though, that that's the first time this has happened yeah. to it, us. It, we started the show in the middle of a pandemic. It's crazy. Otherwise, <laughs> the people have been time. taking care of their health. The, the arts community mm-hmm. ain't been yes. playing for this mm-hmm. to be the first time. But yes, everyone mask up. It is, it's not a joke mm-hmm. at all. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're just going to kind of wing it today. Um... <laughs> Let's have a kiki. Let's have a kiki. So it's just going to be the three of us. And we're just going to, you know, play some games. Um, you know, and I think we're going to do a supersized Pure Black Joy. Um, which... That sounds fun to me. And I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you and I did that once last year and it was well received. Yeah. All PBJ all the time. So, Who yeah. Love Black Joy? <laughs> Who doesn't love Black Joy? I mean, I'm just saying. Um, I mean, there probably I, are some I can people. tell you but, but, yeah. specifically. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Sitting right over there in that House of Representatives, but that's all I'm gonna say about there that. There is a there is a segment of the population that uh, does not appreciate True. Black Joy, yeah. but I oh. cannot imagine <laughs> that they are among our listenership. No, no. they're all the more reason for us to celebrate it here right now. Yeah. <laughs> so stick with us; it's going to be a super fun show, and we'll be right back with a game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play some games. <laughs> <laughs> we're back 
<laughs> if you were here with us uh last uh episode um so dennis and i uh my husband we bought a little icebreaker game for um cocktail parties it's called honey everything you've always wanted to know about your partner and it's just like honey. Yeah, I sound just like her, right? <laughs> honey, when you watch this over me. Uh, um, and yeah, it's just full of like little icebreaker questions. And I figure because we're podcast partners, um, why not take some time to get to know us? Like just some random fun facts about us. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> fun. That's right? Super cute. Yeah. yeah, that's fun, right? All right, so I'm just going to pick one at random, okay? And then mm-hmm. we're all going to answer it. Okay. Would you jump out of a plane if you received a skydiving trip as a birthday present? And there's no option B. <laughs> there is God. no option B. It's yes or no. <laughs> I would not. Don't give me that as a birthday present. Save your money. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> but you wouldn't feel bad. You wouldn't feel obligated, this person. No, I wouldn't feel bad because anybody who gives me that gift either doesn't know me or doesn't like me. Like there, there is absolutely <laughs> no way that I would be jumping out of an airplane. Absolutely not. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Cause actually my, my thoughts about skydiving are immediately fear. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is also like, I I um I'm a, a sucker for things that like it's like I wouldn't get a chance to do this again mm-hmm. or I know I wouldn't book this for myself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so once the chance goes you know that might be it so I don't know I don't know <laughs> it could be the kind of thing that I could absolutely see myself saying yes and then at the last minute being absolutely terrified in the whole way. I'm just wondering why, why, why? I could have said no. Why? Why? Literally jumping out the plane going, why? Oh my God, I'm doing it. What the hell? Why? Yeah, so I might do it. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, absolutely without without question actually feel free to give that to me as a birthday present because that sounds like yeah no that sounds fun as hell (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) that's a last birthday present well (laughs) if it is my last birthday present then my husband and my mama will get a whole bunch of money that's fine (laughs) (laughs) and my thing about stuff like that is like you know at least you going out like a badass i mean i'm just saying my only thing is I can't go out like no punk. That's all. Like, can you imagine like jumping <laughs> on it. here? Can you imagine jumping on here and being like, we dedicate this show to our, our dearly departed podcast partner, Rocky Jones. He died skydiving. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> he died skydiving. Like, I mean, that's a story, right? And everybody Sagittarian like, energy, big Sagittarian energy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I guess on the other <laughs> side of the zodiac, <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell y'all because my whole intro would be like, it's a shame what happened to Rocky and it's a shame he didn't listen to me. 
<laughs> okay. Well, that's some Aquarian energy right there. <laughs> <laughs> just get out here like, mm -mm, I told him. I told him. <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, it, seriously, it sounds fun. And I've always said that, like, my ideal, like, amazing race partner, I I will happily do the bungee jumping, the skydiving, and, like, the eating weird bugs and stuff. All I need you to do is drive stick. Like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I don't even know how, but I can learn because I enjoy driving. Let's go on Amazing Race, Rocky. I think we might be, we might be a good balance. I think we would be a formidable team. Yeah. And I feel like we communicate well. Yeah. <laughs> because I yeah. think that's the key to that game. Oh, is yeah. To like, you know, when you're lost in like the middle of the Sahara Desert, like to be able to actually have like a conversation <laughs> about how are we going to get through this instead of just screaming at each other. Yeah. 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 I think we'd be able to help reel each other in. <laughs> <laughs> but let's focus getting to the bag. Yes. Remember. <laughs> I ate snails for you. <laughs> I did not eat those scorpions and cockroaches for us to come in second. <laughs> All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh God, we could be here all weekend. Yeah. Um, give me a minute. I figured this would hey, be just a juicy one. one. <laughs> I figured this would be a juicy one. You know, I can I I can think of a probably fairly simple, uncontroversial one: littering. Mm -hmm. Littering, especially when people like actively do it in front of me. Mm -hmm. The way I will stop everything that is going on, and be like, "Did you really just?" throw that <laughs> on the ground in front of my face right in front of my salad like I just <laughs> I remember I had a, I had an ex who did it once like he threw something on the ground and when I say that I saw the whole relationship flash before my eyes I saw <laughs> when I say before I even said anything I thought to myself oh this isn't gonna last um <laughs> it's, it's the ick it's the ick we didn't even have any you know larger pro uh problems at that point yet but but in that moment that that was the red flag that i knew i said oh this can't this can't <laughs> i mean given when i made a big deal about it he did in fact pick it up um and put the trash in its appropriate place but I just, I just can't. I just, I can't deal. I can't deal with that for a multitude of reasons. One, what did Mother Earth do to you? Mm. Two, it is 2023 and we, I'm never out in the boonies in the middle of nowhere where we can't find a trash can. <laughs> and three, it's just like, what the heck is your problem? Yeah. yeah. It's the entitlement for me. Yeah. Like, I can't just, like, you know, put this tissue in my pocket for a few minutes until, like, I'm inside or something. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will make, I will make the inside of my purse look like a raccoon den with how much trash feels <laughs> up in there before I throw out all my trash on the ground. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just have to mm -hmm. wait. I'm going to just have to wait. Mm -hmm. It's just what it is. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I never really watched that show, Mad Men, um, but I did see a clip once 
uh, like um, they were having a, a picnic in the park and they leave and he just takes the blanket with all the trash and stuff and just shakes the blanket out, <laughs> all the trash onto the grass and just folds up the blanket and they leave. And I was just like, is that how things were like in the 50s or the 60s? <laughs> Did people just do that? <laughs> Sheesh. It was insane. Well, no wonder where we are, where we are now. I hey. mean, there is a through line. <laughs> Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Should I go next? Because I, I, I have a feeling we you might you might need a minute for this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, um it really is like when I like have an idea or you know have a solution to a problem like oh wouldn't it be cool if we did this like if the person I'm talking to immediately starts pointing out all of the problems like immediately oh my God, yes <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like wouldn't it be fun if we went to Rome and it's like well but we'd have to do this and then we'd have to do that and we'd have to do this and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of blah, 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 blah. and it's like could we just like be together and thinking about like going to Rome and how fun and cool that would be before you just like <laughs> take a poop all over my idea. Like that would be great. Can we just like just sit and, and think and ponder that for a minute or at least like preface that with like, that's a great idea. Have you thought about, but even then it's just, it's just that I, I think it's, it's, closed-mindedness mm, mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. it's it's such an unattractive trait to me yeah yeah which i guess is again is big sagittarius energy um because i'm all about like expansion <laughs> let's <laughs> let's try the thing and see if it doesn't work um yeah i think just closed-mindedness just in general in all aspects of life you know you know what we are seeing across the political spectrum and you know just that rigidity of thought um I just feel like it doesn't uh it doesn't do any good <laughs> it doesn't help us at all so yeah I think that's my biggest pet peeve in, in people absolutely I've been there I've been there and I feel like the people who like, who who reacted that way, it made me also not want to tell them nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> it exactly. made me like not want to share, like, I, especially like when you share things that are important to you or that you're excited about, it's like, well, dang, like, mm -hmm. you can't be Well, have you thought about this? Me. Like, well, maybe I've thought about right. it, but like. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the ideation phase, okay? Like, chill. We're brainstorming. There's no bad ideas. <laughs> Life is a big brainstorm. <laughs> yeah, those same people, I definitely hesitate after that when mm. I feel like I might share a hope or dream or desire with them. I'm like, mm. Mm. But I remember that one time you shut me down, and I don't need that energy right now. No, I don't no. need that energy. No, I feel you. All right, my Saturnian friend. Oh dear, you know <laughs> I couldn't possibly pick one thing, so I'm just going to say 
the general category of people getting cute with me. I just don't like it. I just don't (laughs) like it. It's a good one. And it's a big one. Um, Yeah, and lots of things fit in there. Some, Some small, right? Like, you know, somebody deciding to um enter into an interaction passive aggressive behavior like i i am not really not crazy about that for some reason it's like a switch in my attitude and once it happens it's very hard to turn that switch back at any point ever in the rest of the time i know that person oh i've, I've seen it i've seen it happen <laughs> <laughs> the definition of keeping that energy <laughs> yeah like, don't don't reach for the switch <laughs> like I, oh okay all right switch is flipped all right <laughs> that's it well my ears are getting read just thinking about certain things and a thing happened just this week with somebody who i thought was a perfectly lovely person who got brand spanking new with me on monday and was very surprised that our interactions were different on tuesday and i think that there is a um a continuum of surprise that she is in store for and we will leave it at that oh Yeah, Yeah, I didn't I didn't care for the tone she selected for that email did not. Ooh, well, a a storm's a brewing, especially as sweet as I am in emails like I I like triple read emails and texts just to make sure that I'm aware of the tone because I know you like once you once it's done right. It's done, mm-hmm. right? And once you have, you know, what we used to say in the South, talk to somebody crazy, there is no turning that train around. And I, I wish more people could sit with that, the, the reality that um, relationships are delicate things, especially when they're yeah. not close relationships, mm-hmm. where you can lean on other aspects of interactions to sort of buttress the occasional complicated interaction right when it's somebody you don't really know or you only interact around one thing and you know perhaps they were having a bad day any number of things could happen but then you brought me into it and now what are we gonna do and i'm willing to sort of set it aside if it's like you know you send me something crazy i respond and you respond with, hey, look, I was having a bad day or I was frustrated mm-hmm. or I'm whatever. I'm sorry. That was not cool of me to do. Like, I can, I can, I can forgive having a bad day if you come to me and you are accountable mm-hmm. <laughs> and you apologize. Then we can move on. We're all human. I certainly have had my moments where I was not, you know, working at my highest vibration, but, (laughs) 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 but I don't know. Like, I just, I don't understand. I, I think this is another pet peeve of mine. I don't understand people that can't apologize. 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's weird. I, think I am the first yes. person, and maybe it is just because I am Black and queer, and that is what I have been socialized to do, but I am very... <laughs> I'm very quick to apologize if I'm wrong yeah. and I feel like I am genuinely wrong. And even if I don't feel like I'm genuinely wrong, like, you know, if that's what you need to move forward, cool. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Now can we like continue doing what we need to do? Um, but like I have had so many interactions, especially here in the Midwest over the last couple of years where somebody will send me an email that is crazy and uh-huh. y'all both have seen some of those uh-huh. because <laughs> <laughs> and I have responded and and what I do I mean I'm a Virgo Mars so I keep my receipts <laughs> people think I'm fun because I'm a Sagittarius no no honey don't don't try me <laughs> And I I present them with the receipts, like, here is all of the reasons why what you said, you said what you said, and what you said was some BS. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just radio silence. Yeah. And then you come and you Mm -hmm. play in my face, like, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, my God, I need your help with this. Or can you do this? And I'm just like, and we're not going to talk about that insane interaction mm-hmm. that we just had mm-hmm. okay okay well <laughs> i don't know what to do for you <laughs> i don't know what to do for you <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i told somebody uh i i had i had a similar um i guess scenario lee of having someone talk to me a little crazy um, or it was also, you know, that presumptuousness that I do not, that I do not like, that I do not like. And, um, I like immediately something switched in my mind where I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not interacting with this person the same mm-hmm. way from now on because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But as I was reviewing just like the, the course of like what this person has said and stuff, I was just like, this reads like you're not used to people uh setting a boundary with you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or this reads like yeah. you're used to being able to talk just any kind of way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe people keep um a certain level of I think maybe people front about their level of annoyance with you or because because (laughs) this is such like a conflict avoidant, you know, kind of culture, you Mm. know? And so I'm realizing like all kinds of behaviors are getting people just letting it fly, you know, because it's just like this cycle of passive aggressiveness and I'm not going to do that. No, absolutely not. I'm either just going to stop communicating with you all together, (laughs) or I'm going to set a hard boundary. (laughs) I I refuse to participate in anything like that. And I don't know if it's like zodiacal or if it's something in the Caribbean genome. I I just know that (laughs) I, I can't, I can't go there with people. Right. And I don't understand the cycle of like, I'm going to talk to you crazy. And then I'm going to act like we were supposed to be best friends. Let's do some huggy huggy. So a few weeks ago, I Mm-mm. came back to the North Loop to see, you know, Kalia's beautiful piece, the song Poet. Yes. yes. Ran into somebody who had literally spent the previous 22 months talking to me crazy via email. 
who seem very surprised that I didn't see ha seem happy to see them, right? And it and it was kind of well, what did you think? What did you think our relationship was all those times that we were having very uncomfortable interactions, and for professional reasons, we we had to continue interacting, and there was some tongue biting happening, and then all of a sudden, now we're good Judies. I do not understand that formulation of the universe, that particular analysis of our own history, this moment of interacting for two seconds when we very easily could have just both walked past each other and got our drinks and gone back and, you know, sat with our partners and said what we wanted to say about the other person, like normal people. Like, I didn't understand why that wasn't the thing. Um, I'm gonna keep my scene, mouth shut. <laughs> I, I know, like, as, as I'm telling, telling this story, um, but I think it's a cautionary tale, yes. right? And yeah. all, all it takes is, again, before you send an email, read it, right? There have been times that I have been beside myself at work. I wrote out what I wanted to say. I got it out. It felt good. I reread the email, <laughs> deleted all of it, and then said something <laughs> else, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, absolutely. Absolutely. And, but, and, but sometimes, you know, there is a moment where it's like, I am angry and I need you to know mm -hmm. that I'm angry about whatever mm -hmm. it is that that has happened. Mm -hmm. That is yeah, okay. Yeah, Anger actual, in and of itself actual. is a useful emotion. <laughs> it, yeah. you know, yeah. it inspires change. It helps, you know, set and enforce boundaries. Anger in mm -hmm. and of itself is not a bad thing. Conflict in and of itself is not a bad thing. But you do have to, like, you know, I, I say this to my Aries moon husband all the time. And I feel like we're getting real zodiacal. <laughs> but it's like, you want to like burn down the house and then you feel better about it 30 seconds later because you, you know, got whatever it right. is that you needed out. I'm standing here in the ruins of a burned down house. <laughs> and so we're going to need to talk about the burned down house, even though you feel, I'm glad, I'm so happy you feel better. <laughs> that you got that emotion out um and it's just you like, like no sorry go ahead no no i was just gonna say like like but we we have to talk about the anger mm -hmm. we can't yeah. just sweep it under the rug we can't and that's the thing that i can't deal with where it's just like like you know you you walk past that person and they're like hi how are you and in my mind i'm thinking about when you called me everything but a child of god two weeks ago in that email <laughs> <laughs> and we're just gonna like sit here and be like kiki haha no that's not what this is for you know my my dad the original dr bynum used to say explain your anger before you express your anger right mm. and and i i always mm. feel like it, mm. it's so much more effective if you can pull somebody aside and 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 just say very directly hey this happened in the interaction really wasn't comfortable with it this is a way that we can move forward right i really don't like that whole i'm going to burn the house down and now i feel better and, and we're just supposed to somehow move on or you know, pretending that that 
arson didn't happen. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I, I'm also not. I I just can't. I can't do that with people. I used and to have a, like, a what friend is... who. Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just going to say, like, what has your life been? Have you just been going around Seriously. burning down houses this whole time? And everybody's just been like, oh, well, I guess we don't have houses anymore. <laughs> Apparently, right? Like, because like, so. it's not an uncommon behavior. And, you know, to your earlier point, Rocky, about, you know, blackness and queerness, I really feel like there is a way that, you know, as as black queer people, so much is projected onto us, mm-hmm. not just in the world, but mm. specifically at work. It was like what we were talking about before with, you know, mm. taking a headshot where I wasn't smiling mm-hmm. and being very worried about how people would receive that. Right. And so it I err on the side of of apologizing, being trying to be very kind, being very open and transparent, because I know that there is so much baggage that is literally attached to my body. But I think the need to do that allows people sometimes to feel like they can do you, Mm -hmm. right? And I really Mm -hmm. don't think that that's the exchange. If I am aware that this is how I am being read in professional spaces, I just really want other people who I work with to be aware of how they're coming off mm-hmm. as well, right? It, it it doesn't take anything more than effort. Yeah, yeah. choose yeah. your words. Choose your choose words. it and choose them carefully. And, and if, I love and if you don't, be aware that there may be consequences. Solemnity. Period. Period. <laughs> or actually, exclamation point! Like <laughs> it's kind of serious, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or ellipsis. <laughs> All right, should we do one more? Yeah. Okay. Here's one that's kind of sweet. I think. Oh. Do you believe in love at first sight? Ooh, another nice and short one. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in love at first sight. No. Really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, oh. I, I don't. Um, I I feel like, uh, and maybe this is uh, Damien said something about me needing to be uh, warmed up. In, in a sense, right? Like I, I often will like somebody in a first interaction, um, but I am very circumspect about people and, and kind of always have been. So I meet people, I, I may be interested, I, I might, you know, feel like we are vibrating on a similar frequency, um, but the, I, I don't know, I think maybe the ability to let go completely that may be required of my personality to be able to get these words out about love at first sight, it's not really native mm. to me. So, you know, I, I, I become very cautiously optimistic. I'm, I made a new friend last week and I like him. He's absolutely delightful. And I'm cautiously optimistic that we will get to be good friends over time. Um, but I also know that this is Earth and this is America. <laughs> and as we have established, people will get brand spanking new with you for no good reason. Oh. And that extends to people in the romantic 
sphere as well. You never know who you're talking to who might be married, might be a serial killer, might chew with their mouths open. I mean, any number of, of things that are just absolutamente no. So yeah, I, I, need, I need to <laughs> see what you're like in, in reality before I'm, I'm going to even let my brain think about some love. Hmm. Hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all very rational. It's about the answer I expected from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. I'll say for me, I think I do believe in love and for at first sight. I do not think it's common at all. Mm-hmm. Um except for maybe in the case of um I think of uh parenthood and you know Aww. what it's like when a new mm. life comes Aww. into the world and you're just immediately like I will do anything for that being. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I think that's probably the only case in which it's common. Um but as for the rest of it, like I believe in it, but I think it's super uncommon. I think it's super rare because just my definition of love has to do too much with like action, you know, Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. being willing to like nurture the overall well-being of another. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, that's not something that's often established at first sight and you know because I'm you know a you know spiritual person and whatnot and I believe that you know there are miracles amazing magical things that happen on this earth every day do I think that there are maybe some people who are I don't know destined for each other in some way or just have such a strong pull to each other that they just immediately know and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships Mm -hmm. like friendships friendships Mm -hmm. too I've had people who, honestly, now that I think about it, I have people who are friends that I feel like it was almost like love at first sight. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. we felt like pretty much immediately that we were going to be friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could think of a few people like that, actually. And so, you know, it's that, yeah, I just don't, I just don't feel like love is that infatuation feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like that feeling of, Mm, I want to be in this with you and like (laughs) this life thing you know with you and I am willing to you know work on our relationship and work on myself and address the things that I need to address in myself in order to love you properly you know Mm -hmm. and I do think like occasionally people meet each other and that like immediately happens yeah 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 that would have made a great interlude on the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> you know what? I feel like that's almost like uh um when I think of when that album came out and how much I was listening to it, it probably did influence how I <laughs> how 
I talk about love, you know, you're like four years old and you listen to people be like, well, I think love is. And Lauren Hill saying deep things in your ear and all that. So <laughs> that just makes me think of our show art and how I'm the prize on our show oh, art and he's going to jail. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the question. Um wait, we all heard about the recent news about Pros. Yes, yes. Okay, we did. just making sure. Yes. Um, That's what I meant. He's going to jail. <laughs> yeah. International crime. Yikes. I mean uh, international espionage. Yeah, Girls. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting you bring up different kinds of love, like familial love, friendship, you know, versus romantic love. I mean, I, I definitely believe, you know, when it comes to like family and, you know, new babies and whatnot, like, you know, that completely makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I've also probably had... Um, that feeling when it comes to to friendship I feel like I've been in situations where I have um you know met somebody and been like I'm, I'm sure I've said it to to y'all like oh let's be best friends and like meant it like that just happened to me like when I was in New Orleans with um my oh. my my brand new friend um Michael shout out to Michael at the children's theater and yeah no like at the end of the weekend like I gave him a big hug and I was like I love you can we be best friends and now we're going to get brunch on Sunday so (laughs) 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 but when it comes to like romantic love I I mean I believe that it's possible perhaps for some people I don't know if that's necessarily ever happened to me I know I have certainly experienced um, lust at first sight um, mm-hmm. and perhaps those feelings of infatuation. I believe like uh, the weekend of my 30th birthday, I met a gentleman on Grinder, and we seemed to have lots of things in common. And I said, I'm going to marry him someday. And we went on one date and then he goes to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and on that date, um, was joking that like I'm going to go sleep with Rocky because Rocky was the name of his dog and I said why would you go on a date with me then knowing this information sir that was upsetting we didn't fall in love (laughs) it it hence my point yes Yes. yes. But it's funny, like, I, as you were talking, I thought about how many friends I have, like close friends, who started as either rivals or people who I actively was not crazy about. And, and like, this goes all the way back <laughs> to, like, probably the closest friend I've ever had in my life. Like, the day we met in PE class, she started throwing footballs at my head. For That's no reason. how me and my high school best friend met. When I would be leaving the gym, <laughs> she would push me into the wall every time. And I would be like, oh God, she's coming. She's going to push me. And now like 30 years later, we're right. still best friends, text every day, <laughs> going to Beyonce together. <laughs> so so yeah, that hate at first sight, I, I probably know just a hair more about that but it's almost always a guarantee that i'm going to be 
like good, good friends with somebody, if like the, the first interaction we have, they are immediately on my nerves. Um, so maybe it's a good sign as many people and things get on my nerves as they do, actually. Well, maybe it's just like somebody who inspires like big emotion, no matter what it is. Yeah. 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 I like that. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> well, you know who I love? Me. And <laughs> both of you and all of our listeners out there. And I also love Black people and places and things. And I think this is yeah. a good place to maybe take a quick break so we can get our druthers together so we can talk about all of those Black people and places and ideas and music and food and culture and art and things that are making us happy this week, because we'll be right back with a supersized Pure Black Joy. All right, and we are back and it is time for our favorite segment. Paige, are you ready? Ready. All right. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. It's peanut butter jelly time. Uh, uh, peanut butter jelly time. Uh, uh, peanut butter jelly time. Uh, uh, peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. PB and J time. Yes. That is I like correct. that tagline the most. I like the <laughs> We're going to stick with that. Okay. Smooth <laughs> <laughs> like peanut butter. <laughs> yes, it is time for Pure Black Joy. Um, for those of you who perhaps might be new to the podcast, um, we like to end every podcast um, with a moment of Black Joy um, because, you know, a lot of the times we are talking about um, things that are um, definitely unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Um racist and <laughs> <laughs> white supremacy and all of those um really really tough things and it can be really really easy to just sort of wallow in the struggle but as we know the story of black folks here in america is one of struggle but it is also one of joy and color and music and seasoning and <laughs> excitement and cool, cool S word. Um, so <laughs> we want to always end our show, no matter what we're talking about, um, with creating a space um, that highlights all of those things. So since we don't have a guest this week, um, we decided to do sort of a supersized version of that. And um, who wants to go first? me okay thank you you are welcome um so <laughs> we had um had a, a conversation before we started recording about one story and as we went through it it, it started to seem slightly less joyous mm. um so i'm i'm switching to one of my mini backups okay um, and this one is about a little college in New Haven, Connecticut. Some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may have not. Yale University. They have given oh, it, it honorary. Is it, is it Yale? I thought it was Yale. 
think it rings a bell? <laughs> Connecticut, right? Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> they deserve it. Um, the trusted the trustees of the university have decided to give honorary master's degrees to the two first African Americans who attended the school over 186 years ago. Wow. Um, one is going to the late Reverend James W.C. Pennington, and the other is going to the late Reverend Alexander Crummel. Um, so better late than never. Um, but I think this is um, really important because this actually came out of the restorative justice work they're doing around Yale's slaveholding past is sort of what brought them here. And these um, activities are happening at a range of the uh, colonial colleges across the country. And I'm really glad to see um, that something useful is coming out of it beyond just, you know, the, the usual sort of solidarity statements or acknowledgments of the quote complicated past, right? Let's actually mm -hmm. do something um, that is somehow useful, right? Um, and I hope this brings some other things that will contribute to greater equity and inclusion on Yale's campus. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. I always a fan of uh, actions beyond mm -hmm. statements and, mm -hmm. and acknowledgments and mm -hmm. things like that as well. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, so I have... Honestly, it's been a little hard for me to find the black joy in some of the most recent mm, news. Yeah. But there are there are some timeless black things that have been giving me joy. Okay. Uh for example, uh my my first black joy is the conversation I had with my partner Nadine briefly over text where out of the blue they messaged me is a goofy movie a black classic? Hmm. <laughs> to which my answer uh, from now, goofy movie came out when, like, during my childhood. And I mm. remember the hype around it. I remember mm. all that. Mm. Um, but my simple answer was yes, it mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And to anybody who would disagree, my answer is two words tevin campbell <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it tevin tevin campbell is like doing the movie doing the soundtrack what mm -hmm. the target audience is crystal clear yes yeah come on now yeah come on now uh goofy is every Black uncle I know who loves fishing. <laughs> just, just, a more, just more corny. Like, he's just a clumsier version of my father. <laughs> like, Tevin Campbell? Are you kidding me? Okay. Anyway, it's Black. It's Black. And just remembering that brought, brought me joy. Um, yeah. So shout out to the Afro-American classic film. <laughs> a goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
my first black I, but most of my 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 black joys are going to be um in honor of my hometown oh, washington dc um where chocolate city where a whole bunch of wonderful beautiful black people live and thrive and you know i just want to shout this one out to my whole city because we have been living in a very dark time these last few decades and i feel like that time is finally coming to an end I see the clouds parting. I see the sun rays beginning to break through those dark gray storm clouds because finally, finally, after 20 something long, long years, Daniel Snyder has finally sold the Washington football team. Wow. Yes. 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 Wow. That racist, sexist, misogynist, evil monster. Wow. <laughs> has finally sold the team. And now Chocolate City can rejoice. <laughs> wow. And perhaps we can enjoy rooting for our hometown team. Because Maybe we are not healing. Because we are not supporting <laughs> that racist, racist man. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, being a, a Washington football team fan, I know they are the commanders. <laughs> I, it, it's still hard for me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it growing up and in, in, it's a very football centric town, you know, the, the Nationals, the Capitals, the Wizards, God bless them. That's baseball, hockey and basketball for you, Lee. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they, when they're doing well, that's wonderful. You know, the Nats just won a World Series a few years ago. You know, the Caps routinely make the playoffs. The less said about the Wizards, the better. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's a football town, um, and and that team has been controversial for. Since its inception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just hoping that this can be a a new chapter, a new page um, that is turning where we as football fans from Washington can finally be proud of our team <laughs> and root without reservations. <laughs> <laughs> We, we no longer have that terrible, terrible name. We no longer have that terrible, terrible owner. We can we can enjoy our game and root for our city in peace. <laughs> so, I love that for y'all. That is what I pray for. And also, speaking of the NFL, there are some very interesting things that happened in the draft last night. Um, the mm. first round of the draft, um, all three of the quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round were all Black. Hey, yeah. okay. First pick, Bryce Young went to the Panthers, and uh, CJ Stroud went to the Texans. He was the second pick, and Anthony Richardson was the fourth pick, and he went to, I think, the Lions or the Colts. I don't remember. And now Lamar Jackson Hopefully from the, the Ravens is the most, the highest paid uh, player in the league. 
250 okay. million dollars 185 guaranteed so Woo. I don't know it feels like black people are making moves in the NFL I mean the NFL don't get me started on the NFL but <laughs> <laughs> but you know I just feel like that's a hopefully a good thing for the residents of Chocolate City and we can <laughs> we can rejoice as we move into a brighter future so that's my first your mm. black joy yay yay wait so was this dude part of the reason it took so long for the name to change yes yes so he because... that, that's him okay oh yeah. no well because i think aside from the cowboys um the washington football team former name um was i think the second most profitable sports brand in the world Yeah, so he was not changing that for love or money until they they finally forced him to do it because it was just too... It, it's tough to have um, end racism on every... <laughs> printed on every end zone in every stadium in the league and then have that name, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah and the <laughs> bad press was only going to build it's i mean like, as if get information girls we're decolonizing or not <laughs> i mean as if, that wasn't ir- <laughs> as if that wasn't ironic enough after colin kaepernick and and everything that happened uh, with him um but yeah no it was just it was it was bad it was bad it was dark <laughs> Well, yeah, this is why I tell people not to watch or support or patronize any kind of sports ball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Do you have a second one, Lee? I do. And this is super interesting uh, to people who don't know anything about whatever y'all were talking about just a few minutes ago. <laughs> you, were, you were noticeably quiet. <laughs> y'all were like talking some weird foreign language. Um, in 2005, the great Patrick Ian Polk gave the world Noah's Ark, which was a beautiful sitcom that lasted two seasons, exactly 18 episodes, and one movie about a group of four black gay men in LA living their lives um, just being black and gay. And it was a beautiful, funny, interesting, thoughtful show that came out at exactly the right moment in my life as I was sort of figuring out adulthood and, and negotiating lots of things relative to career and dating. And it was this wonderful show that, you know, it was on Logo, and I, I think people didn't really watch it, right? Um, I, I have met so many people over the years who just kind of missed that almost blip on the radar because it happened so quickly, and the, you know, show when it went off the air, I, I feel like it kind of disappeared, right? I don't think it was, like, picked up by anybody for second-run syndication. Um, and it wasn't available on streaming platforms for a really long time. So either you saw it, either you had the DVDs, or you kind of didn't know about it, right? And in a lot of ways, it was kind of this, you know, spin on like a, a black, gay, young Golden Girls, and they covered a <laughs> lot of topics that people weren't talking about 
15, 17, 18 years ago, right? Trans rights, femophobia, um, all kinds of issues within the Black gay community with ourselves. And it was like a really important show in, in you know, my development as an adult. Um, there were some really extraordinary performances on it, not just from main cast members, but also, uh, you know, the guest stars who popped up from now and then. And especially Victoria Rowell, who had like a very interesting um, character arc on the second season. But it was just a great show. I absolutely loved it. I have missed it. And there had been rumors throughout the pandemic when every show that ever existed was getting um, a reboot that Noah's <laughs> Ark was coming back. And then it didn't. And then it, an announcement came out a couple of days ago from Patrick saying um, the show has been picked up again. They're bringing back the original cast more new episodes and and you know i'm really looking forward to how they take on some of these issues now that you know we've had a little bit of time with them right and hopefully you know america and black america specifically has moved beyond some of the challenges relative to the gay community so i'm just really excited that you know this show is coming back because a it was super funny B, there were great fashions. C, the soundtrack was amazing. And D, representation absolutely matters. And I feel like we Black queer people are not <laughs> represented in the media in positive ways. Mm -hmm. And it was just great to have the show that was for us, by us, but also accessible to anybody else who wanted to watch it. I literally made people at work watch it like we i was like we have to talk about this so i, I need y'all to watch it and then in staff meeting next week we'll come back and talk about next week's episode and dutifully they did it because i guess they wanted to keep their jobs but it was just <laughs> a, a great show so i'm super super excited about that and i hope everybody out there watches it and i've been saying to Paige and rocky for two years that we should do an episode on noah's ark and i feel like i might get my wish finally yeah, I mean, is it streaming anywhere now? Do you know? Uh, yeah, you can get it on iTunes. Okay. Um, but I do want to warn you, it is a sitcom. It is fictional. And I know you don't like things about documentaries. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I watched another fiction movie on my way back from New Orleans. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Well, what did you watch? I watched Tar. Uh, <laughs> you <say> it like... <laughs> I mean, it was like fine, but it was uh, like eh. <laughs> I mean, it was barely fiction. If right, know, right. I music, mean, so. <laughs> I mean, and Kate Blanchett was great in it. But yeah, I mean, as I a movie, Angela Bassett, but she was fine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I wonder with uh, um, Noah's Ark, how many uh folks will be interested in an episode by episode uh, mm -hmm. uh watch of that you know i so know if, at least one who would if be y'all interested in, in you know that kind of bonus content you hmm. know come on patreon Holler. come on Holler. patreon okay. get feedback you know i'm just saying i'm just saying i would listen to us do that Oh, so I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. We maybe should just does. do it anyway. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares what y'all think? <laughs> Straight from our program director. <laughs> I produce what I want. <laughs>
Well, I have another PBJ. Um, it is a new podcast that, mm. well, new to me, new to me. The podcast is new, new to me podcast called Purse First. Oh, and okay. I'm I'm liking it already. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it is all about black women, femme, gay, queer rappers. Hmm. Yes. And it is like um kind of uh conversational. There are, you know, two hosts, uh black uh queer woman um her name is i want to say cecily bowen um she wrote the book black um bad fat black girl um memoirs of a uh trap feminist uh i listened to it on audiobook it is wonderful and just talks about her life through the also through the lens of hip-hop music um through her experience loving hip hop and rap as a black woman. And I was excited when I heard about this podcast because I loved her work so much. Um, and it's just cool to have people, you know, talking about the uh, rappers that are, they're listening to right now, the new music too, and like taking it seriously also. You know, I feel like there are all kinds of, there are all kinds of radio shows and podcasts and stuff on hip hop and rap and, but, I haven't seen many that are focused. I don't know. I actually, I, I don't think I've seen a single one that was focused <laughs> exclusively on like women, femmes, queer folks, um, and like really taking their projects seriously. Mm-hmm. And you know the drama and the gossip too. You know, definitely mm-hmm. talk about the headlines. Definitely talking about. The things that uh is going on with Nicki Minaj or Miss Ice Spice or whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> if you don't know who any of those people are, maybe listen to the podcast, you know. <laughs> so um I'm just really enjoying it. And I'm really glad something like that exists because mm. I am one who loves listening to um the new rap girls, the older rap girls, all of it. I am especially into listening to, you know, the hip hop that's from um, queer folks, that's from trans folks, that's from black women. A lot of the time it's more interesting if we're being real. I like mean, a lot of the time it's just straight up better, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's why so... we're doing this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So get into it. Purse first. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving Purse it. Purse first. Yeah, uh-huh. cheat on us with another podcast. Purse first. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Shoot, I want to reach out. I want to reach out and be like, what? What crossover? Huh? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that would be fun. Actually, that would be amazing. That would be super fun. Yeah. Ooh, we should make that yeah. happen. All right, sure. sounds good. Um, for my last PBJ, um, so. Our conversation with Julia Bullock, what has really like stayed with me um, from that conversation is this idea of stepping into new spaces, whether those spaces are external or you're opening up a new space inside of yourself um, in order to 
heal and grow and, and fully create. And so I just want to shout out a lady in DC named Angel Gregorio, who is the owner and proprietor of a store called um, The Spice Suite, which is a specialty seasoning store. Um, but she's also used the space to create over 400 pop-ups for Black-owned businesses that are starting oh. out. Um, and what she's oh. been able to do, um, thanks to um, the DC Commercial Property Assistance or Acquisition Fund, rather, um, it's, she's been able to get um, a grant to buy a whole shopping center that she's calling Black and Forth. I love that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and is renting yes. to Black-owned businesses so that they have, like, a brick-and-mortar um, place to to sell their wares and, and be a part of the community. And it's all part of a, you know, a, a local um, goal to um, increase the share of Black-owned businesses in D.C. to 33% by 2028. And so I just think that's so cool. Like, you you went and you bought a whole shopping center so that we could thrive. <laughs> yes. Like, it, I don't know, it's so cool. And gave it, like, such a dope name, Black and Forth. That's amazing. So. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just read that and I cackled and I was like, that's good. <laughs> yeah if i didn't know anything about that place i would go in there yeah same, i'm just same. off the name alone i, I, mean, I have to check it out <laughs> right <laughs> it markets itself it really does it really does so shout out to angel because that's dope that's awesome um and we'll put some links in so you can read more about all of these things um wait that everybody Hmm? I have one more. Oh, you do? Oh, I thought we... Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. And no, this please is go. The, the most important one. Oh. Um, so, this is nice and close to home. Ensemble Pie, a group that I follow closely here in New York. They work in the contemporary classical music space. They have released an album. It is out today. So by the time y'all are listening to this, it will be extra out and available everywhere. You can listen to <laughs> albums. It's called Reparations Now. I will say that title again because I want you to know what it is. Reparations Now by Ensemble Pie. Um, it's a really great album. There's a lot of excellent new music on there from Angelica Negron. Um, We're gonna to have to do a little bit of editing because my mind just went blank. Hold on, I'll do it. <laughs> Angelica Negron, Allison Loggins, um, and Damien Norfleet, who oh. lives at my house hey. and also performs on the album, <laughs> as well as Trevor Weston, who was a guest yeah, on the show last season. So super excited about the album. Congratulations to the entire ensemble, particularly Edith Corman, who um, is the the artistic director of the group and a big congratulations. So yeah, and if you are a Grammy voter, you should extra listen, buy a copy, and remember how much you loved it when voting mm -hmm. opens in a few mm -hmm. months. Ensemble pie. Yes. Yes. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. I think so. It was. Yes. And 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 before we wrap up, I I just want to say, um, I told that Dookie Chase story 
um, because I it was fun and funny. Please don't go down to Dookie Chase and bother those nice people <laughs> if you don't have a reservation. <laughs> I, I don't want them to. I don't want them to cuss me out. <laughs> Miss Candy would wear you out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, y'all yeah. be nice to Miss Candy too. Y'all Please be nice, nice to Miss Candy, Miss Keisha, all of them, and and Big Sag Energy. You know. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's it um, for the show. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. Um, we hope that our our wonderful guest gets better soon and that we are able to have them on the show. But we've got a fabulous guest coming up for uh, you next time. Um, Please subscribe and uh, share this with all of your little friends. <laughs> and oh, and leave us a review. Yes. Five stars, Five stars. please. Five stars. It really helps us out. I don't think you all understand how much that actually helps us out. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you? <laughs> <laughs> do you want us to succeed or do or, like I mean you've been like sitting here listening to us for like an hour and a half and you don't have anything to say on Apple Podcasts about it positive <laughs> I don't care about the negative because if you've been sitting here for an tap. hour and a half like listening to us and you're like I don't like this why are you here <laughs> but if you were enjoying this conversation just leave a little just i mean it it, it it could be one word it could just be like perfection oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay if you are listening to this right now i want you to go to apple podcasts i want you to click five stars and just write the word perfection period or exclamation point or ellipsis <laughs> <laughs> you can choose the punctuation not a question mark but anything else <laughs> all right and if we can get all of you to do that then we'll be in good shape Ooh, we'll be in great shape yes yes that's the score challenge Yes. <laughs> Don't you give a homework. Yes, yes. Did you participate in the score challenge? I'm watching you. You call yourself a scorekeeper? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, any words of wisdom? Um, don't do that, Rocky. Um, um <laughs> do as I say and not as I do. I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, it's kind of how I live my life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we will be back in two weeks. Um, hopefully with the amazing Morgan Page Melbourne crossing our fingers that mm-hmm. nothing happens to them in the next two weeks <laughs> and we will see you then bye everybody bye, bye.